0: Live from sunny Lake Oswego, Oregon. Today is...
1: Do you not know what day it is? It's the second.
0: It's Wednesday, February 2nd, 2011, you're listening to the Silicon Sasquatch Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Davis. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. I'm Nick Cummings. We're doing this shtick this again. And once again, we've got your good buddy and mine, Aaron Thayer. Hello. And Doug Bonham. Hi. And for once, we're all in the same place, uh, we are. in this comfy little couch, so
2: almost, to speak. Um embarrassingly
0: so. We, we decided, probably against our better judgment, to give this whole podcasting thing another shot. And so what this is, is kind of a pilot episode to, uh, you know, start off season two, as it were, and uh, see where we're going to go from here. So, today's first topic,
2: and hopefully only topic, if we can stay on track, is handhelds. Handhelds. Handheld gaming. And specifically talking about the, uh, there's been details confirmed ahead of launch for the Nintendo 3DS, and Sony's finally let loose the worst-kept secret in the last year or so, the second-generation PlayStation portable. The NGP, as it's called. Which is, I'm hoping, gets changed before they launch it. Next-generation portable, yeah. Yeah. So, guys, um, let's just kind of
0: Cover the basics here to get started. Um, So we know more about the 3DS than we do about the NGP um, because it's coming out sooner and Nintendo's already kind of, you know, gotten into the hands of journalists and it's been kind of, you know, it's been, I guess, public knowledge since E3, Mm -hmm. 2010. Uh, So that's going to be coming out, I think, in the first half of the year, pretty much worldwide. Uh, certainly, North America, Japan, and Europe. Yeah. Well, it's, isn't it right? March,
2: in, is it March? I thought it was well I, March or, in Japan, right? Okay, I'm trying to remember. I thought it was in a couple of weeks in Japan, so in February in Japan. Oh, it could then, be yeah. And then in March or April for the U.S. But I'm, we'll 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 be corrected
1: by the audience, assuming we have an audience.
2: Yeah. Well, like I said, this is kind of a uh, a
0: first run once again. So. Perhaps
1: the reason I don't know the release date is because I really don't care about the 3DS right now.
0: Let's talk about that, because you're you're the guy here who actually bought a DSi. I mean, granted, there Mm -hmm. were circumstances surrounding the disappearance of your DS Lite that led you to that, but um, why why do you not care?
1: I just don't think I'm ready for another next-gen, quote-unquote, platform for handhelds because my current gen is so woefully underutilized, which is more my fault. But at the same time, when has there really been a killer application for the DS in the last few years, aside from maybe even Dragon Quest? Like, I don't have an iPhone, so my handheld gaming would be basically on a DS or PSP, but I don't own a PSP. And for me, the 3DS just hasn't been proof of concept yet. I don't, I don't think just having 3D is selling it to me.
0: Well, to be fair, it's not just 3D. It, um, it has uh, tilt sensors in it, kind of like the Wiimote does. And um, there's, I guess there's also the slide pad for uh, analog control, but generally speaking, yeah, 3D is the big conceit behind that thing. I have a tend to agree. I mean, when I look at the, the DS games I've purchased over the last two years, which I number about half a dozen, and the ones I've actually played for more than an hour, which number about two, I, I, I have to wonder, what, is, what, is, what has changed? Is it that handheld gaming, the games don't appeal to us anymore? That our tastes have shifted? that it's moving to a different space, that the whole introduction of indie games on consoles and PCs has changed things. What do, you, what do you guys think is...
2: I think the, for the longest time, games on, well, the original PSP was even worse about it than the DS, but or the new, the Nintendo DS, DSi, in having miniaturized versions of games that were available on your console. Mm-hmm. So... You know, Grand Theft Auto, Liberty City Stories, Vice City Stories. They're just, you know, a lot of other games, um, God of Wars, Gran Turismo's, just about everything you can imagine in Sony's lineup was shrunk down, you know, a little bit worse graphics. You know, gameplay kind of changed a little bit because there's only one analog stick on the old PSP and not two. But it seems to me that most people either use their PSPs for those console games in a miniature form or for piracy. <laughs> in one form or another, whether you're listening to music or watching videos or playing emulators or PSP games. like I, Not many games for PSP have charted very well in the United States. Um, the PSPs kept afloat in wonderful Japan by Monster Hunter, but that's not something that's translated to any other part of the world. Um, but it, it just hasn't had much hype. Um, same with an I mean, the DS has had a little bit because it's had Nintendo first-party games released on it in the last few years, and I think everybody here is still a sucker for a great Nintendo first-party game.
1: Well, yeah. To me, the why I guess I'm hesitant about it is that 3DS has a lot of developers and publishers on board, but I don't want to play Ocarina of Time again, and to me, it's it could just be a, a coincidental opportunity to re-release it. And yeah. to show what they can do, but I feel like it's more of, hey, yeah. so, you know, we got to sell this really well, so let's put out an awesome game everybody wants yeah. to see again to, three, to sell this 3D platform.
2: And I guess what I was getting at is um, regardless of whether it's got 3D or whether it's got all the different bells and whistles the next generation PlayStation Portable has, there's this other little thing called the iPhone and there's the Android, and they're a completely different sort of marketplace for games because they're much smaller. More condensed, 99 cents, little bite-sized pieces of gaming, but it's at least how I feel I would prefer to play games on the go. It suits what I like to do a lot more, because like like the other guys, like you guys have said, I've, I have bought Dragon Quest 9 I've had other DS games in the past couple of years that I've barely scratched, or it feels like I have to make an effort to invest the time to get that money back out. But I've got a couple iPhone games I haven't even played, but they were 99 cents, so it's I miss out on a soda. It's well, deal. Let, let's let's take
0: that step back then and try okay. and maybe think about what Nintendo and Sony's what their philosophy may be behind these new expensive handhelds. And um, we we talked about a bit about this earlier. But what I was thinking was, um, it's it's been five years and change, has it been since the launch of the Xbox three hundred and sixty Right, it was in 5, 2005. 2005. Yep, and then it's been just one year less since. Um, so that was two thousand six when the Wii and PS3 launched about a few days apart. So we're at the point in a console cycle where you'd normally be seeing. You would be seeing new hardware hitting shelves probably this fall, if a number of things hadn't changed, such as economic downturn, um, the you know the advent of improved infrastructure for distribution of new games. Digital,
2: um, basically digital games, is what you're saying.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and also the fact that we've you know hit the. HD Mark, you know, now the games are running in 720p or 1080p. Uh, there's not a whole lot theoretically uh, further you can take the whole visual fidelity argument in terms in terms of selling new hardware. Um, so I, I suppose to me this seems like Sony and, and Nintendo, both very big hardware manufacturers, and always have been, um, are they can't launch a new a new console at this point, so they have to go into the handheld space. And to go into the handheld space is a very different argument now than it was back in 2004, 2005, when the DS and PSP first launched, respectively.
1: No smartphones.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, people were still playing Snake back then.
1: So, so the way I, I think you're framing it that at least makes sense to me is that this is kind of a new strategy for tearing of, uh, I don't know, I like I don't have an iPhone or an Android phone yet. And even when I do, I still see that platform for me, at least, as being a bite-sized sort of. You know, there are bigger games, things like Infinity Blade, mm-hmm. and stuff that you know do almost a big console style. But for handheld market, it's almost like there are tiers now, and the new the 3ds and the NGP are that you've got your console tier, you have your handheld tier, which is like the in-between console light, the way they're marketing them now, mm-hmm. and then you have your iPhone handheld games sort of thing, like, mm-hmm. but. Do we need that many different markets?
0: That's a good question. Because yeah. it used to be that there were just the two. Ever yeah. since the Game Boy launched, yeah. and um, I suppose you could say that PC gaming is somewhere off in some nebulous corner in the
1: dark with, Minecraft and such. <laughs> yeah, and WoW, and really, that's all you need: WoW and Peggle and
2: Minecraft, <laughs> Minecraft, but um... Minecraft. I was I was talking with contributor to the website, our man in Japan, Tyler, about this as well. I think. The biggest fit issue that's facing, like the PSP, is and for over the next generation PSP, the next generation DS, is you are between a console and a uh, handheld, or the like an iPhone or an Android or something with a, a device that is portable and does other things beyond just yeah. gaming. And it's it's through evolution that you know the Game Boy was eight bit or less. Uh, the the Game Boy Advance came in as about a sixteen bit console. The DS is close to the power of, like, the Nintendo 64 launched with uh, a port of Super Mario 64. So it's a more powerful handheld, and these, you know, take another evolutionary leap forward and become something very impressive. Like, the PSP2 NGP demos looked pretty amazing, and I haven't seen uh, 3DS in person yet, obviously, but I'm expecting that the graphics on those are going
1: to be really good as well. What I find hilarious about it to me is that I would expect the NGP... Right now, and even the 3DS to be kind of a dual attack with, okay, so they show it, and then, hey, this is going to be tied in with the PlayStation 4 sort of thing by this point. Like you're saying, right, the yeah. hardware cycle in the past was so much shorter, but everybody's been, and their mother has been saying, we're going to extend it, that's why they connect, the move, all of that's coming. Right, out.
0: that was kind of the second renaissance for those. Yeah. I think. Um...
1: But with the handhelds now, it's just, for me, I, I don't understand certain of the technological developments to me, they seem gimmicky, like the touch screen on the back of the NGP. I have no idea if that's really going to be anything worth it, or it's just some kind of cool thing they added to to yeah. try.
2: Honestly, um, I've in listening to, um, eight for the translation and develop development studio in Japan with former, who has former EGM and one Up people on as employees, they've been doing a podcast and they being in Japan, love themselves some monster hunter. And one of the reasons and things they're thinking about For the NGP was if you had a screen on the back, it'd be a better way to control the camera in Monster Hunter, because people have to do this weird fucked up thing where they have to grip the control or grip the PSP in such a way to like move and do camera controls and something else. Like (laughs) it's literally like the the hand style and the way you have to use and hold the PSP is called the claw, and there's some detailed description of what you have to do with it that I can't remember, but like. And having NGP has two sticks. Well yeah. Yeah, that that helps too, but, but having things still
0: happen. Like I'm thinking about playing like I was just playing Assassin's Creed the other day and when I was doing one of the race missions I found myself kind of moving my palm over the right stick so I can control the camera while I'm running,
2: holding the A button and the trigger and the left stick. Yeah. Because you can't move the so but with that may just be a commentary on yeah. bad controls, but with this much power and with all these things in there, like I feel like the handhelds have Developed themselves, like, and by handhelds, of course, we mean DS and PSP and uh, 3DS and NGP. They've developed themselves out of the point of being kind of small sized gaming, you know, where 16 bit or 8 bit games are, and which is the space in that the iPhone and Android, iOS, and these portable phone based games now live in. So they put themselves in between super portable, small scale, bite sized, uh, inexpensive games, both to buy and to develop. And then the, the home consoles. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the portability of an iPhone. If you have an iPhone or an Android um, and you have your Angry Birds, you're, you'd have to also bring the 3DS along probably because, I don't know about you guys, but I never leave my phone anywhere.
0: Yeah, that's that's the key and difference I think at this point. Is that it is, it's come down to the point where there is a conscious choice in your gaming versus so, no conscious choice where if it's on your phone, it's automatically
2: there. But then if you're... Carrying this around with you, it's a little bit, you know, it's not that bulky. It's not huge. These things aren't terribly gigantic like the old handhelds, like the Game Gear and the Lynx and everything were. Like, they're not gigantic, but it's, Oh, the Game Gear was huge. It's, yeah. It's inconvenient. And so it's it loses the form factor and the, the small scale, both in terms of games and the actual physical unit of an iPhone or an Android version. And then you look up at Big Brother, the big, you know, the 360, PS3, and even the Wii. Those are those are games that have a bit better interface with the controller, with controls pretty well defined. You have true online integration, all the systems, and you have true HD experiences, except for the Wii. And so you're stuck in a classic business example of splitting your market. You're trying to bring in aspects of both handheld, like super portable iPhone gaming, and Have like the NGP or the 3DS look like home console games? You lose. You're trying to do both, and you lose some of the inherent advantages of both, and you're kind of caught in a
1: dead zone in the middle. To me, it's I'm confused by it all, and I I think that's why I'm so um, cold to both handhelds right now. Is I mean, first I've never had a PSP, and it's just not for me. It's nothing against it. I just don't have a desire. So the NGP at, at first has no sway for me, but. Looking at both of them, it still seems like they're they're playing an in-between market that they don't really know what the crap they're doing, which I'm sure they do, I mean, especially Nintendo, because they've always done very well in the handheld market, but like we're all talking about, I mean, whether or not it's a comparison to these handheld games, the iPhone is a huge deal, but it seems like they're still stuck in 2005 with these handhelds that it's just an incremental hardware update with bells and whistles put on there, and I just don't believe in it yet, and the 3DS is really going to have to sell me to make me want to buy that, because, I mean, I'm the odd man out here between you guys, because I don't have an iPhone or anything, I don't have to worry about, am I going to be using these games in a different way, you know, is this kind of like the middle step between my console and my phone to get this? It's more of, you know, portable gaming for me has been about what games are on it, and Right now, Kid Icarus is about the only thing I could really care for on the 3DS, and the rest is just, like, I don't want to spend $250 on a handheld that, like I did with the DSi, barely used down the road.
0: I think that's one really important thing to point out, is that this is a very distinct move in terms of where handheld gaming is going, because, except for a few notable, you know, like. NEC, I think like NEC put out something in the early '90s. that it was like four hundred dollars, and there was like the, TurboGrafx, the Turbo Graphics, Turbo Express, Geo. the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Well, that was a little bit more affordable, but yeah. typically these handhelds launch within the one hundred, around one hundred dollars, closer to two hundred. The PSP was two fifty, I believe, at launch. Um, the DS I think was about one thirty or one forty, maybe as high as
2: one sixty.
1: It was like yeah, one sixty or one eighty, I think. Yeah.
2: And um, so now the 3DS is going to be 250 in the U.S. at launch. 250 in the U.S., which is, I think, actually a little bit cheaper than it would cost in Japan. Um, yes. These the raw conversions.
0: The NGB has not been priced, but... 300
1: should, at least. I would
0: wager at least 349
1: I think it could go up to 400
0: I could It could, too. I think and, so. Let's just talk about what it's got, because we haven't mentioned that. Uh, right. So, if you, if you take your classic PlayStation controller, dual analog sticks, D-pad, your four face buttons, and... A left and right trigger, those are all there. So, you know, the addition of a second stick is notable because the first PSP had just a single slide pad, which, uh, in my experience, was kind of a pain. Uh, it it's it snaps in a weird way. You know, it's a, a strain to keep it pushed in one direction for very long. Um, so, ideally, these new sticks, they actually like to have a little bit more of a a pivot to them around a, a central three-dimensional axis, yeah. not like just a They're, flat slide.
2: It's not a flat slide, is what I've heard, and it's more like an actual PS2 or PS3 controller where it is it is like a stick-on-pivot a as opposed to the slide pad on the PSP or the on the 3DS.
0: All right, so that's all well and good, but the, then there's the crazy part.
2: Then you get some crazy shit going. You,
0: you've got your six-axis control, which you get from the PS3 controller, which is basically just six different axes, three different directions of it tilt. Oh, it's that's tilt. why it's called six axis. Yeah, I was wondering mm. that. And if you flipped upside down, it reads the same way backwards before. <laughs> ah, except with the okay. Acer. I wow, didn't think me. of that. Yeah, yeah, Whatever. Way to go, Sony. So it's got tilt. Yeah, it's, it's got like a OLED, OLED screen that is also, um, what is it, capacitive? Is that the
1: word? Yeah. yeah. Capacitive screen.
0: Yeah, like a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if they mentioned multi-touch, but I, I would absolutely assume it's there.
2: I think we're at the point where the first iPhone, like not even 3G, the first iPhone, iPhone was, oh, it's got multi-touch, and I think we're to the point where almost everything has multi-touch, so it's a good assumption. Well, I don't think 3DS does. Well, the 3DS touchscreen, I think, is a evolution of the technology they had in the old DSi and DS, which is where you, it's more pressure-based. Yeah. Like That's the reason why
1: it's called a 3DS and not just Nintendo 3D. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the DS still.
2: Yeah, but we, we've left the best... For last, although I think we've made mention of it a little bit, is on the, on the NGP. Not only do you have the touch screen on the front, but also that entire area that, where would where the, the screen would be on the back of the console is also a touch screen. Some of the demos, like for a new game that's at least a concept, um, if not like actually going to be made into co- to a game, has you popping part of the landscape out of like a simulator creator game. With your fingers and thumbs on the back of the screen, so that's like you're popping up paper or you're popping up land on a creation game. And see to me that that is the one the
0: one really interesting thing that Sony's doing with this handheld uh, that really does what the DS kind of did, which is you know introducing these weird new ways to interact with the, mm-hmm. with the format. But otherwise, both these handhelds are very much staying close to what has been established by pre-
1: previous handhelds and by this console generation. That's what I maybe you guys could answer that because of your usage with these smartphones that do everything. For me, I don't see why I would want to pay a premium for a PSP 2 that... Now, the first one, back in 2005, even with the UMD thing well and good, is that it was a multimedia device, a handheld that we'd never seen that do before. Like Game Boys, um, Game Boy Advance, all of that, they were great for games, but they were limited because they were just game machines. Then the PSP comes along, it's multimedia, but now... Everything does multimedia. Is it really necessary for another PSP and just a touch screen? Is that it, really going to change the game? It
2: having multimedia functions is not unique anymore. So it, there needs to be something extra or next step of that. And also, um, like what? Three D. I'm I'm <laughs> inclined to guess what Sony's thinking is is some sort of media pass to tie in with their content channels that they're trying to push sony's been really inconsistent and very tr- but at the same time trying to push movies push music push all sorts of other content to ps3 to playstation network to their sources and they just haven't found the right way frankly that i think they haven't cut it down to its simplest point and say sony store you get all your stuff here to copy the iTunes store model for it. Same thing with Nintendo, their stores are completely disparate. Like the fact N- that the Nintendo still, that like the store for games on there is just a mess. Yeah, and DSI who knows? Wear has D S I points. Yeah. WiiWare has Wii
1: points. Like there is and not they don't a talk single to monetary shared yeah. value system. And then you're still talking about like, you know, your article, friend codes and all of that. Not I'm to mention like, that there's no hardware parity
0: between these like games. Like yeah. They're they're adding a new eShop to the uh, 3ds is what they're calling it basically another store like their previous storefronts but um, they're introducing Game Boy games and Game Boy Color games uh, and possibly Game Boy Advance at some point they wouldn't confirm that uh, for the 3ds but only on the 3ds yeah. and given that there's obviously no hardware restriction blocking these things or like you don't you're not going to see what you have on what one of the things PlayStation's done very well with the PS3 and PSP is that when you buy a PlayStation Mini or PS1 game, you can transfer it back and forth between your PS1 and your PS3 and play it either place, and it's, uh, it, it's kind of leveraging that platform. And I, I think that if there's going to be one distinction, one really big distinction between the, the strategies of these two companies and this next handheld generation is that, is that Sony is pushing, its, like Doug was saying, its content platforms, but it's pushing them hard across all all its platforms, whereas Nintendo still has this splintering in place.
1: Yeah, and I guess my summary for 3DS is that I, I worry more or less that I will be enchanted with it. Like I have every other Nintendo handheld I've, I've purchased or owned, whatever. I'll be enchanted with it to begin with, but at the end I'll just be completely disappointed and I won't use it. I, I see the promise, and it's the same thing with almost all consoles. At some point that you are into the idea and the touchscreen, dual touch screen for DS kind of weirded me out too at first, but I grew to love it and it's here to stay, but I don't use it anymore and I don't really do much of my gaming on a handheld. So is this going to change my mind this next generation? Are these bells and whistles that they put on the, the new handhelds going to do anything, or is it just going to be another feature that we get used to and then the software still isn't bringing up the snuff?
2: I think the big difference between 3DS and DS is the touch screen was a different way to interact and use and, um, God, interact and to um, interface with games. Like it added the touch element to allow you to do a lot of different things, from simple menu management to, you know, cooking mama and different things like that. 3D is just a display technology. It's just changing how it's outputting the display to your eyes in a different way. And while it's nice that the 3DS has a lot more horsepower as well as the system to put that out there and to take a step up from the DS and DSi, I don't, I don't see the novelty, or I just see it as a novelty instead of as a real big change. Yeah, this, the last five years in gaming in
0: particular has been all about changing inputs. I and mean, you could even argue as, back, as far back as the 3D, or I'm sorry, the, the original DS and uh that's kind of what makes this i think to me this next leap in hardware for handhelds so so disappointing is that we're not trying to push those things farther there's i mean we have the technology now uh, just uh, like as i've seen on my smartphone location-based gaming um alternate reality type stuff which you know although limited it still has some some potential and uh um Nintendo and Sony aren't going that way. They're trying to, I, I think, what they're both going for is a premium experience that is portable. And I'm not sure who the target audience is for that because with with iPhone gaming being what it is, um, with such cheap uh, and replayable and fun experiences available anywhere for me and in, in great high-quality graphics, sound, all that stuff, and with a pretty solid um, online infrastructure, it's, to me, I feel like there's... They, they need to really pull something else out of the ether to interest us as a as a generation as a group of people. In this, in Does
1: that, you know, as maybe a, a final question, is that the way they're treating their handhelds now and the steps that they're taking, which could be considered half steps, is that concern us for what they may or may not consider to be relevant for the next console generation?
2: I. I think the next console generation is still a ways away. Sony's proved in the past with the the legs that they had with PS1 and PS2 that they can make a console continue to sell for a good ten years in each case. So I and I think Microsoft's smart enough to realize how that works. And Nintendo's Wii is so iterative upon the GameCube and and so reliant more on the input method than hardware that they could set out a, a HD Wii, which has been rumored for a long time, and That has that and maybe some upgraded software in terms of their online but you know that would be good to set them up for another three or four years i think one of the best things that's happened in gaming has been with the iphone and with android platform opening it up and lowering the barrier to entry to develop and create games it's kind of done what you know handy cams and other different cheaper uh, filming methods did for films Back in you know when indie films began to really spring spring up and create and bring in new creativity and bring in new ideas you know things like Angry Birds just wouldn't fly if you're trying to then turn it into a thirty dollar game that you sell on the DS but for something that started out very small and then iterated when, and allowed you to download new updates of the game that's great for the iPhone and I, and I think that that cheaper to develop for system allowed it to happen. The problem is I don't see it with the 3DS. I do see a possibility for the NGP for PSP2, even though it's a lot more expensive. It's because during their um, announcement in Japan, they had a number of developers show off their games, and, and one of the points they're trying to make is that the PSP2 NGP hardware is so good, you could port assets and it's directly from you know Unreal Engine or from... Um, things that you've developed for the 360 and PS3 and put them right into the NGP so you can leverage what you've already made and spent a lot of money on developing and put it right into your new, uh, into a handheld game.
0: That's the one argument about the NGP that's got me really interested is that Sony, the implication, I'm not sure if this has actually been said by them, but the implication is that if you're already developing for 360 and PS3 or just for PS3, let's say it, they're trying to streamline so that it's not very difficult for a developer to put out yet another version of the game, another another SKU. Yeah. And that that alone might be, that may be what they're trying to do in terms of, that might be their market strategy. That might be the, their, um, how they're hoping to make some money off of this thing. Yeah. Because when you're talking about premium games and the prices of, you know, what the 3DS games announced at 40 to $50, which is a $10 step up from the price range on DS... Um, It it seems entirely unconscionable to me that you'd see an NGP game under 40 at retail. Um, I think that's what they're trying to do, is kind of create a very cool, very sleek, portable console gaming experience. And whether or not that's going to sell, I think is the big question.
2: I like the idea of pitching to developers and saying, you can take your entire games, you can take our assets, you can take things you've developed for the main consoles and put them right on a handheld to lower your costs, because that will definitely suit the major developers and publishers that, that speaks to them directly. That's something they'd be very interested in. So you're at least talking about a high, high dollar value crowd and the big, the big boys, the big players. Um, it's, you know, doing that at the loss of possibly independent development that you'd see on the iPhone, but at least they know what their market's probably going to be. The problem Though I think is with getting enough of those con comp- or those handhelds, the NGP into people's hands, because we mentioned before, you know, 3DS is going to be 250, the PSP2, the NGP could possibly be 400 or 450 dollars, and one of the arguments. conjectured well, conjecture, but I think. Yeah, yeah. Not- consider- considering everything that's put in there, and the possibility that Sony could say, "Well, you can play all your media, you can do all this, you." There's going to also be a version of it with 3G connection built in as well. Lord knows what that's actually going to mean. I've heard <laughs> I've heard that there's going to be a deal with um, one of the major cell companies in Japan, but I don't know if that there hasn't been any confirmation that that means you pay however much a month like you would with an iPad that has 3G, or if that they're just going to have hotspots or what. Nobody knows if you're going to be paying for the data or if it's just going to be on there.
1: Well, I don't know about you guys, but I look forward to not buying the same games I could buy on my console on a handheld that's coming out. Like That's why I don't have a PSP and God of War, Ghost of Sparta 12, the reckoning, whatever, is coming (laughs) out. The God of War. Yeah, the God of (laughs) War. war. (laughs) So, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see how the markets pan out and how the reception is, and after the honeymoon period is over for these new pieces of technology, and whether or not 3D is well taken by the general audience, and a touchscreen high-powered PS3 Lite is going to do well, or better than the PSP. Either way, I myself, I don't know about you two, but I'll just have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think that's it's probably my best bet at this point. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about the hardware. I, I, am, I have a little bit of faith in the uh, developer backing that I've seen for NGP and Nintendo's got a strong showing already, I think for it's a uh, launch lineup, at least compared to the DS. So, uh, it'll be very interesting to see how they are received by the public, how well they sell, especially in the face of, you know, Apple's quarterly reports pumping out in their last quarter, they sold 10 million iPod touches, simply like 16 million iPhones, 14.8 million iPads since launch of the iPad. Um, but, you know, in a year, Apple's going to sell, let's just say, bare minimum, 25, 30 million iOS devices. Those are all, theoretically, gaming platforms. So it'll be very interesting to see what kind of profit margin Nintendo and Sony can churn from their very different strategies.
2: And, and to keep the numbers in, in mind, the um, I believe the PSP, in its gener- in its life cycle from 2005, ended up to now, ended up selling about 55 million units. About 60, I think. Or close to 60? Yeah. The DS ended up selling more than 135 million, which was incredible. But, but Apple's putting out how many iOS devices a year? 20 or 30 million? It's got to be closer to 40, 50 million. This the scale, the scale of another thing, another different industry, just puts, still puts us back into perspective that gaming is becoming more and more important. But the business isn't quite ridiculous big business quite yet.
0: All right. Well, uh, I think that wraps up pretty well. We've probably said all we can say at this point without going out into crazy conspiracy theory land. So, or without having actually played any of these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, we have to work on that whole media. Yeah, I'm going to
1: be buying of Time anyway. I, I say that now. Yeah, I'm not going to want to buy it, but then I probably will. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's
2: Nintendo handheld with Nintendo games. It's, it's
1: what, what happened to be said. <laughs>
0: exactly. All right, well, um, that wraps up for our first episode for Season 2 of our Ever Classy podcast. Uh, We're hoping to be doing these things once a week and actually getting them out on a consistent schedule this time around. So, uh, as always, we welcome your comments and feedback, and uh, we hope to see you again next time.